0: All of a sudden, from around that little corner, I see these neon green figures floating towards me. And he said, what
1: is that? And I moved the branch, and I looked, and it was this big, hairy something.
2: It was the weirdest feeling, and I just was like, I just want to get out of here. It was so real to me, and nobody believed me.
3: She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghost sis. The ghost sis are up there.
0: So that is my ghost story. Hi and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the Ghost Story Podcast and it's all about creepy stories but told by the people who experience them. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And we need to update on something that we talked about on the last episode. So listen, if you haven't listened to the other ones, please go back and check them out. Yeah. This is episode six. So episode five is what we're coming off Mm -hmm. of, specifically the ants and lights. Yes. Which people got amped about. Yeah, they did. It was so, because it's a good story, right? It it was. And I got to say, Melissa was an awesome storyteller. She, yes, was she was freaking adorable yes. and lots of people have been asking about the ants and lights and Rebecca was going to do some additional research. I on did. It. I did. I actually, I'm really proud
4: of myself. I did like a lot of research you on that. I did. That never happened. I know. Cause <laughs> normally
0: you bring your little notes on the little puppy <laughs> dog. hand scratch.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm proud of you too. You're Thank all you. grown Thank up. Thank you very much. Basically what I found out is that there are actually two different stories behind the ants and lights thing about what happened, like, okay. what the possibility of the light could be. And one of them is very similar to the story that Melissa told where um a woman um was using a lantern to look for her son. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario it's it's her three sons and she would send them out at night, I guess to a chop wood. Why you would do that, I don't know. But if there was an emergency, they had a lantern and they were supposed to flash it three times at the house. So that she could come out to like save them or rescue them, right? Oh, okay. So what happens is she sends the boys out, all three of them, one night. Something bad goes down. We don't know what. They flash the lantern light three times. Mom comes running out with her lantern, and when she gets there, she's too late. All three boys have been murdered. That's horrible. It's a horrible story, right? Right. So the theory is, is that when you flash your headlights on the car three times, the mom's spirit, <gasps> she's looking for, out her, she's running you. out to save her boys. Oh,
0: that's so sad. Dad. Isn't it horrible? That that really is. But I love that we know something specific as the fact that she's flashing it three times. Yes. But we don't know how the boys died. They're just right. horrifically murdered.
4: Horrifically murdered. Yeah. I know. I wish I had more details on that. But nobody goes into th- any more further right. than that. And then I found another story is that a young boy uh, got lost in a snowstorm. And his mother, in grief, went out searching in the night with a lantern. Both of them never return in the snow. Do you have to burp
0: again? I'm burping <laughs> again. Don't look at me. <laughs> we have this free kombucha here. And so I, I drink the kombucha and then I burp. <laughs> All through the podcast, so forgive me. Keep going. So she's looking for the boy in the snowstorm. Yeah, so, she, the, so
4: they both go out, never to return again. And uh, apparently, the Anson light is the illumination from her lamp, still searching for her son in the night, which is just as sad as the murdery which one. Is horrible. Because in
0: this case, he freezes to death. Right. That's but awful. We know that that's not necessarily the case. No, because, not at all. Because I googled it and saw of that course. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. did something. And I yes. didn't watch it. I didn't want because I didn't want to know. Well, I'm glad that you went to Unsolved Mysteries. That's
4: way more reputable source than where I went. Or I went did- to YouTube because I feel like if
0: there's a video about
4: it, yeah. it must be true. Yeah, And I will tell you, there are plenty of ants and like videos. However, they only show the second half of the lights. They don't show the flashing of the headlights first and then waiting on the appearance to happen. They only show like what they're seeing on the other side. And in all the cases that I see on YouTube, it's two lights, not one. And Melissa specifically said every time she's gone, which is five times, it's been one light. When yeah one light just staggering off in the distance and she said it was like what maybe 30 yards away
0: yeah she said it was pretty close it was
4: pretty close okay so everything that i've seen has been two lights and way off in the distance but what is it well okay so do you want the i i want to know
0: because the reality is we're gonna go yes we're We're going going to anson yeah and we're
4: gonna investigate and i think we have to look at all the angles of everything right so apparently the whole anson light story thing it's not a ghost it's been busted apparently it's the highway headlights from um, highway two seventy seven. No, outside of Abilene. No,
0: because Melissa said it's
4: one light. That's what it's that one light. That is the only thing that makes her story different than all the other Anson lights is that it's one light. Okay, even the a report from two thousand and one from the Southwestern Ghost Hunters Association is also claiming that it's just headlights from two seventy
0: seven. Well, we'll find out. We're gonna find out. Well, but then I, I went further. Okay, oh, you Let did. Let me just okay, tell you, I went all please. kinds of
4: sciency on this. So then I started looking up. Well, how far away is? highway 77 this there's a specific curve to highway 77 that faces directly into the 17th street which is where you're supposed to turn your car around and flash the headlights so the curve is like two
0: miles away right that's a pretty that's pretty far off but you should be able to see lights from two miles away that was my
4: next thing i'm like so how far can we see headlights right (laughs) you really i really really did did. i'm so so proud of you so smart several different places had different mileage or whatever and it varies from 10 miles to 40 miles is when we can see headlights okay still
0: that doesn't explain the one light that melissa saw well we're going uh, in about a month yes we we're, it's happening we already scheduled my sister sorta. wants to come oh, okay she called me a heifer she said you're a heifer if you go without me so yeah like fighting words okay um so we will find out and we're not going to be talking about the highway in the car like we're going to be telling creepy murdery stories of course. yeah and we'll, we'll film all of it to kind of get an idea yeah and
4: i want I, I think for sure we need to film the beginning part where we flash the lights oh yeah
0: nobody's showing that oh, we're gonna be super obnoxious with it yeah. we're gonna film everything right. we'll do like the our f- reactions yeah of course. facebook live yeah, garbage totally. and everything so Love it. well you got more than i did because i went back and did some research on the queen mary yeah because we talked to mark walters who had a crazy yeah he did nuts experience on the queen mary and it's really kind of sad because so many ghost hunters have gone and done investigations yeah on the queen mary that when you google ghost stories on the queen mary mm-hmm. all you get are like investigations um which is fine that's kind of weird though i, I would but think- there are mm-hmm. be more
4: stories than investigations. Me too.
0: Me too. And that's the thing is that now that's really what populates Google are stories about ghost hunters going out and hunting for ghosts on the Queen Mary. So you don't get awesome stories yeah. like Mark's. So that was a little disappointing, but one thing I did find uh, was an article from Forbes. And remember how Mark said the room across the hallway from Helm mm-hmm. was the most haunted place right. on the whole ship and that you could only get into it if you bought a ticket and did the ghost tour. Yeah. So now, according to Forbes, they are renting that room out for the night. Oh! Yeah, because Queen Mary, they, they need some money. They're itching for business. Yeah, and <laughs> so got boat repairs. Yeah, yeah. So they are allowing people to spend the night in that room. I think Ooh. it's something like, it's, it's like $500. No way. Yeah, and it's a pretty junky room. I'm sorry. It's kind of small. Remember Mark's description? Yeah. You got like a little porthole. You know it's got a smell gross. I,
4: I think everything seemed very sweaty on yeah, that boat. That's like, what no it felt like. Circulation of air, which mm-hmm. that is bothersome to begin with, which you know it stinks. Yeah. Like, but, it smells
0: like Chuck E. Cheese and dirty feet. But for $500 you can have Chuck E. Cheese dirty feet and a possible ghost (laughs) coming and tickling your back so I say worth it yeah so let's do it um I actually have a special friend here today. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend, Dana. I always knew her as Dana Swanson. Now she's Dana Minettos. And um, she's in town. Come on over here, Dana. So she's going to, God, and forgive me. I have kombucha breath now. Same. Here, you can share the microphone with me. Dana is here because she is interviewing with American Airlines to be a flight attendant.
4: Oh, that's like Look exciting. at this beautiful face. Wouldn't you love to have her as your yes. flight attendant? Yes. yes. Okay. Let okay. me Thank see you. how you deliver drinks. Okay. <laughs> and she's totally doing a dance she's, move with the She's cart. got it. She's got
0: it. So, Oh, my God. We're, this is a podcast. They can't see you. Yeah. They can't see you. She's doing like a fucking like chicken tripties. thing. Yeah. Okay, so but Dana said she had a Ouija board story that she oh, wanted to share. Lord. So here, tell your story, Dana. Okay, my mom was all
2: about the Ouija board. And we had her Ouija board from when she was a child in the 50s. And she would always play and she would say that things happened. I never really believed her. And then like when I was a young adult, she brought her Ouija board from her parents' house and her brother came and we all played together and she was cheating. <laughs> I mean, she's cheap. You know, it. You know she, it. Yeah, she's a Ouija liar.
4: Mm-hmm. So, I would be a Ouija liar, too. I'm
2: not going <laughs> to. It's fun, but I felt her push, you know, so whatever. So then I tell my good friend from high school, Steve, Steve Massacott, about it. And he is living at his friend's grandfather's house, and the grandfather just died. And he's like, hey, bring the Ouija board. There's a bunch of people in town. Let's Ouija together. So remember, there's
0: a fresh death in the house. There's like. Well, and I have to say, Brad's grandpa's house was awesome, but it still had all of his furniture. Yes. All of oh his clothes, goodness. his paintings everywhere, so yeah. it's pretty much living in some yeah. guy's dream home from 1974. Right. Okay. Exactly. exactly.
2: Yes. And and Brad's aunt was there. And before we started, she asked, she said, circle us with the white light, protect us. And I'm thinking, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm ready to play Ouija, and I'm playing with strangers, and my mom starts playing with someone, and um, all her answers come out correctly. Because I know she knows how to push that thing. Mm-hmm. She made it work, right? The thing thing was, though, like, the Ouija moved so fast that we had to have a transcriber. Mm. I mean, it moves so fast. Like, it's not like a typewriter. It's like...
0: That's weird. Yeah. Wait, when your mom was doing it or when you were... Well,
2: when she was doing it, too, but then it was my turn, and I went with her friend, who I didn't know very well. I knew that she was a widow, but I never knew her husband. I never knew her husband's name. She said, I want to contact him. She and I start playing Ouija together, and she's not pushing, and I'm not pushing. I swear to you. No, for real. The thing took a turn on its own. It just glided and it moved. And she said, I want to contact my husband. Are you there? Real quick, the thing slid to yes. And then she said, if you're there, spell your name. And his name was Durante could I ever imagine the name Durante? I can't even spell Durante. (laughs) I didn't know that
4: was someone's name. Yes. And
2: then she starts asking questions and he's answering and she's crying and she's not pushing. I'm not pushing. And I'm getting kind of freaked out, but I'm thinking, oh my God, I mean, this is really happening, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a young person. I'm only in my twenties. I don't know many people who have died, but I did want to contact my cousin. He had taken his life after mental illness when he was young and in college. And I do the same thing. I contact him. He spells his name Doug. I mean, just as quick as can be. I asked him pointed questions about our time together. And one of the things that was crazy is I said, what was the best time about last time we saw each other? And he wrote back... (laughs) He writes it's so quick, I can't even tell you. He wrote, It wasn't the car, it was seeing you. Now my mom lent us her sports car that she never did.
0: Oh my god! Uh huh. Wow. I know. I know. So
2: I'm like getting chills. I can't believe this. But then like the Ouija starts moving really fast, like like it's crazy. Like it's all over the board. It's not spelling anything. It's just like whirling. And I said, Are you okay? And real quick and went to no. And then it starts whirling again. And, and I said are you okay and it went back to no and I said oh my god Doug where are you and he wrote back without missing a beat as quick as can be I am in hell <gasps> oh, yeah. oh my my god. God. Uh, yeah what'd you do did you keep I, talking I that I, I uh game over we all took our hands off the Ouija and that was way too much I I know I didn't play, and I know she didn't play. I know that was real.
0: Oh, my God. And I was
2: done. I, like, I, never again. Never again.
0: Oh, my never. gosh. Oh, my god. Oh,
4: my god. Thank you, Dana. I'm okay. dying right now. I'm okay. dying.
0: Well, I did a pilot for a ghost hunting TV show years ago, and we had this psychic who would come with us, and I always kind of called BS on her because she, I feel like she was just making everything up, yeah. but she always said, never mess with Ouija boards, and uh, she was like, I'll do anything, but I... I won't touch a Ouija board because you don't really know who you're talking to. That and who, knowing like the history of the Ouija board or whatever. So the fact that you would just say, "Oh, I'm playing Ouija," I'm like, "No, that's not a game that you play." Isn't it Mattel though? Isn't it like an actual? I, I think it is a game or from can't a game manufacturer. Be where it started from. Dana, that is an awesome story. And if Mattel,
4: if you made it, you're playing with fire. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: look that up. I I might
4: totally be pulling that out of my backside. Maybe they summoned up a toy spirit, (laughs) and that's why Mattel does so well with toys. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. We're being waved Uh, out. I I looked it up,
3: and originally it was a trademark by uh, Parker Brothers, uh, but they have since been bought out by Hasbro. So Hasbro is now the owner of the Ouija board trademark.
0: So it's a thing. Yeah. Dude. Mm. Okay, if if you have a Ouija board story, you need to let us know. We need more Ouija board stories. I'm I'm terrified of Ouija now, for sure. I I
4: always thought it'd be fun. Hey, let's do it the one time, but now, mm mm. Oh, no, I
0: I won't have anything to do with it. But okay, Mm -mm. give the email address. Uh,
4: Yes, please email us. uh, Haunted.
0: (laughs) Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. We have someone on the phone. I'm actually a big fan of this guy. If you live in North Texas at all, you're familiar with Mac Engel. Mm -hmm. He's a writer for the Fort Worth Star, Star Star Star-Telegram. Yes. And uh, I reached out to him. We've actually been reaching out to every local celebrity that we know, asking for their ghost stories. Mm -hmm. And Mac was one of the few who said yes. So thank you so much for that, Mac. So now you got to tell us a really good ghost story, though.
4: (laughs) No (laughs) No pressure.
1: pressure. Uh, I just want to tell you, I didn't believe in this stuff until it happened.
4: That's how it always starts. I, yeah. I
1: didn't believe in it. I thought it was figments of overactive imaginations. I, I would hear these stories and watch, you know, ghost stories on AMC or some, you know, 25-minute TV show. And like, this is ridiculous. The person's crazy. They're on opioids. You're on alcohol, whatever it is. <laughs> and, then, and then we moved into a new house that uh, had been occupied by uh, some senior citizens who had kept the house. This was back in 2013. And I remember the very first night I was asleep in the house, and I could have sworn someone was in the house. It's me, my wife, and my daughter. I could have sworn I heard something. My wife says, why'd you get up in the middle And I said, I could have sworn I heard somebody was in the house.
0: What, did it just sound like, it. like walking around, like, or?
1: Just noise. Just, okay. And sometimes everybody has that sort of sense that they can... Feel mm-hmm. something that's behind them or that is there, or they can hear just something that isn 't right little and I
0: totally,
1: well i I discounted it because I thought, okay, this is the first night in a new house you 're not accustomed to the sounds and the noise because all houses of any of any age kind of breathe and talk in their own they have their own little creaks. Anyways, I didn't, Julie, I didn't give it any mind. Sure. I was like, okay, that's kind of odd. So then I've got two of these, two or three of these happened, and they would happen in about three-month increments, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to think I'm crazy. No. You're absolutely going to think I'm crazy. Okay, so maybe a little, maybe a little. Everybody, Okay, so everybody uh, <laughs> knows, every parent who spends enough time around their children knows the sound of their child's voice when they say mom or dad. Yes. Even in a crowded room of kindergartners or first graders, they can always distinguish their kid when they say mommy or daddy. Yes. So my wife is out of town. I'm asleep and my daughter is down the hall and around the corner in her bedroom. Okay. The door is closed. I can swear God, I can hear the sound of a child mm. back and to my right, which would be in the yard. And I can hear a child say, dad with a question mark. And it is not my kid.
0: Oh. Did you look out the window? Was there a lost kid out there? We'll be right back.
3: Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, or on any podcast platform, and find out if your hometown
1: is haunted. That's exactly. First of all, I'm scared half to death. Sure. I don't know what to do, so I go down the hall, open the door. My daughter is sound asleep. Wow. Now I'm spooked. So now I open the door and I look in the backyard. Nothing. Now. I thought, well, there is a little boy uh, who a family that lives behind us, and I thought maybe it was him. I call the, the neighbor, and I called the dad. I said, hey, by any chance, was Klein awake last night? And he said, no, why? I said, I, I just thought I heard something. No, never mind. Again, I don't give it any much mind. A few months later, my wife is out of town again. Just me and my daughter, uh, and she's down in her bedroom. I hear a noise. I don't know what that noise is, but I hear something. I go down the hall. <laughs> My daughter is awake. I said, honey, what's wrong? She said, I had a bad dream. And I said, what? She said, I, I was dreaming I got stung by a bee. I said, that's odd. So at this point, I'm scared to death. Right. Uh, 43. And I said, honey, I said, are you scared? Do you want to sleep in, with dad? And, and, Cause dad's know, dad, and dad because dad's scared and I would appreciate point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so scared. I'd rather her sleep because I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm like, it's not the dog. So that one, again, I'm like, this is so weird. So this next one, there's two more that I've got. Okay. Every married couple has thermostat wars, right? Yes. So in the house, it was an old school thermostat, the one with the knob that you turned. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I woke up one morning. It was in the late spring, so it was starting to get warm. And I wake up, and I'm like, holy cow, it is freezing in this house. My wife has never touched a thermostat ever so i wake up and i'm like man, it is freezing so i look at her that you must have gotten really hot last night you turned down the air she said what are you talking about and i said when i went to see the thermostat it was at 66 i would never ever i'm too cheap i would never turn the thermostat to 66 six degrees ever so i looked at her i said you really didn't touch the thermostat she said no i've never touched the thermostat you know that
0: you're sure it wasn't your daughter that's a good question that's part uh, she wakes
1: up and i said hey honey come here for a second reach up and see if you can touch that. She can't touch it.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, this is weird because and I we always have like kind of weird little on and off things happening in my house. Mm. And one of the things is that the girls, the AC heating unit yeah. in their hallway resets to 66 all the time. All the time. All the time. Oh We've been goodness. living in that house for years and we have gone in and adjusted all of the settings and everything so it shouldn't be resetting to 66. When you just said that, I was yeah. like, yeah. Wow. That's because every time I see it, I'm like, girls, why are you setting this so low? And they say, we didn't touch it. We that's didn't the go there. That's the paranormal temperature. Oh, why. is that what it is? Apparently. Right. 66.
1: Well, and the, the odd thing about that is, at least with the one that I'm talking about, you had to physically move the dial. You right. would have to turn it counterclockwise to set it at 66. There was one more. And like I said, about every three months, this would happen. You know, I, I kind of got in a routine. I said, OK, what, what's coming? So this last one, I get up uh, in the middle of the night, can't sleep. And I go to the couch and the TV's on and it's nothing but white static. In the moment, I'm like, OK, probably my wife forgot to turn off the TV. You know, she probably yeah. she turned off the direct TV, but she forgot to turn off the actual TV
0: itself. Wait, though, so what year think, was it? Pardon? What year was this? Not that long ago. So, there don't, uh, there's no white, there's static, no white anymore. static on anything anymore. There is nowhere where I mean, it it like, to static at, at midnight. Yeah,
4: like it's impossible to find white static now. It usually no, is no, like no. a blue screen or something. Is, uh,
1: you remember the, polter- remember the Poltergeist screen? Yes, that's, yes, that's
0: what that's we're saying. That's their here screen, yeah.
1: right? This, is, this was the Poltergeist screen.
0: But, I swear but God, I'm not making it
1: up. The, the thing. TV wasn't on. If you don't have it on the right setting, you get white static. You get the there here screen. So that's what it was. So I turned it off. I didn't think of it. I really didn't. So then uh, I go back to bed. I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever it is. And that screen is still on.
4: Oh, my God. I swear to God,
1: I I had turned it off and I thought, okay, maybe the remote control got stuck between a cushion and the arm of a a chair. I go find the remotes. The remotes are sitting there on the coffee table. Nothing is pressing them. There's no pressure on them. The TV is back on. I asked my wife, I said, did you get up in the middle of the night? She said, no. My daughter, no, she's out. So I take my daughter to school. I come back home to get ready for my day. Oh my! Walk in the door, the TV is on again.
0: (laughs) Get out! Get out now! And it's the white noise again. White noise again. Oh my! I I wish,
1: I wish I could tell you I was addicted to oxycontin, hydrocodone, (laughs) some kind of narcotic. None of those things are true. Everything I just told you is true. I'll say this. I have had nothing happen in about 18 months. And I, I don't know why. I can't explain any of it. But everything I just told you happened.
0: So it kind wow. of it kind of escalated there at the end with the TV set and then yeah. just stopped.
1: The, the one where I heard the kid's voice in the middle of the night yeah. freaked me out.
0: Well, yeah, because kids are great. And kids' voices are adorable until they're disembodied and coming from your backyard. But there's no kid out there <laughs> right. at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
1: right. I, just, I can't. Can't I still can't fathom? I I called an AC guy (laughs) after the the thing with the air conditioner happened. I called a friend of a friend, and I said I got a weird question to ask you, and he just kind of laughed. He said somebody would have had to turn that knob. The problem is, you when when I when I have shared this story, these stories, you run the risk of sounding. Crazy. Well, yeah. I always have to preface anytime I tell this, I don't believe in it. I think it's nonsense. It's garbage. You know, I always <laughs> poo-poo all of it. Well, why? Like, why? Okay, when it, it, but this happened.
4: But notice, like, there's like a reoccurring theme amongst the men who come on this podcast is that not all of them beforehand are like, I don't believe in anything, but this one time. Yeah. I had this incident happen. Right.
0: Like, why would you lie about this? Why would yeah. Mark lie about what happened to him on the Queen Mary? Exactly. Why would anybody lie about these stories? But you that's, wouldn't. Yeah, that's always... Because it's so crazy. Right. It's And you do. You feel like you have to explain yeah. yourself when you tell the stories, mm-hmm. but no, we believe you. I totally believe... I believe every Bro, single story you. we've heard on this podcast. Same here. It had, didn't even occur to me to, like, okay, maybe Lucky was having a fever dream.
4: Yeah, with when the he one was, ghost. Yeah,
0: when he was fighting the yeah. green ghost. Like, But maybe, then he's
4: got the other one where he's a little older, and she's like dancing in the front yard yeah. I, that one seems a little more legit yeah
0: but Mac we, we believe your story and uh, <sighs> God, you have to let us know if anything else happens I'm kind of I mean I'm glad that it's ended it sounds yeah, like too. you're done with whatever was going on there that's
1: just it when you reached out to me and said do you have any I thought yeah I do they just it had, nothing's happened in a long time next time it happens I'm burning the house down might <laughs> make an insurance claim and I'm
4: moving to a condo.
0: that's my ghostly advice to everyone just burn it down just burn it down get out and burn it down <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac. Done th- is done. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Bye. bye, bye. So Rebecca has been telling me uh, about a friend of hers, and in fact, we've been talking about getting this guy on the air forever. Right.
4: His name's Justin. Hi, Justin. Hello. And we actually met. Uh, we were radio interns together. And I have to just, I have to mention this because it's so funny to me because he's so not this person. Um, his nickname, his radio nickname that they gave him was MDK, which stands for Murder, Death, Kill.
0: <laughs> wow. How did yeah, you get yeah. this nickname? I guess
3: my appearance to these new radio people that didn't know me, they, I guess they imagine I look scary and just a little got murder-y. that nickname day one.
0: <laughs> <Just a> little, <laughs> wouldn't it be Murder, Kill, Death? Like, would it end with yeah, death? So they did it wrong. Well, it was, a, re- it was, it
3: it was a reference to Demolition Man, which is the... Uh, the police code for a murder in whatever time demolition man was set in wow yes. <laughs> yes.
4: so since we have murder death kill on the phone it would be appropriate that he tell us his ghost story because apparently some weird things have been happening at his house so we we purchased our
3: home back in 2016 and we purchased it from a widow uh, we didn't know anything about the the husband's passing or anything but we purchased the home uh, we were at a party for one of my wife's friends, and coincidentally, the neighbor from across the street was at the house with some other friends. And one of the people hanging out with them came over and said, "You're in the blood house." So this started <laughs> this started to get our um get us wondering what what he meant by that. So um, the neighbor comes over and he starts telling us the story of um, the husband who owned the home with the with the wife. He actually died in the kitchen of the house we purchased. Um, this is not something we learned from the seller, but apparently there was a, he bumped his head and there's a lot of blood everywhere. <gasps> and so uh, I guess the story got around within their group of friends and our home was referred to as the blood house.
4: That's already rough. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you first move in and you find out that somebody's died
0: there. Did, Did they, they have to tell you that somebody's died there? By I the thought they were supposed to, and that's hard to cross stitch on anything. Welcome yeah. <laughs> to our blood house. <laughs> you should right. put that so on we, a Well, mask. I looked yeah.
3: that up. And apparently, unless the person died based on some sort of safety issue caused by the home, it doesn't have to be disclosed. Really? I I did not Mm know
0: that.
3: As far as I can tell, that's what I learned from Texas. So it may be different in other places, but for Texas, that seems to be how it goes. So after this, we're kind of wondering, is our house haunted? And um, some weird experiences that have occurred are my wife says that she woke up in the middle of the night, just straight up woke up was trying to grasp um catch her breath and then she what she noticed was a shadow moving up the wall mm. I slept through all this, so i didn't experience it myself typical man but she did mm-hmm. wake she she did wake me up uh, a little concerned and I just asked what was going on and uh, she explained it, and I did not see anything to um give me an experience like that unless I've become terrible at leaving my closet light on, um, <laughs> uh, something leaves my, or is turning on my closet light. Ooh. And I believe I use a closet that the, uh, the gentleman who died in the home used. And then um, I guess what really got me involved in this this story here with you ladies is uh, I have a, one of the doorbell cameras and I got a notification one day that there was some activity and I go and look at what activity was detected and I find what some people would call orbs or an orb uh, slowly moving up within frame of the camera. And then about 12 minutes later, the same orb looking thing starts descending down through the frame of the camera.
0: That is fantastic. And- Wait, this
4: isn't the first time that's happened. It's happened a couple of times, right?
3: Well, that was the first time I noticed it. And what led into this is that my friend died in January of this year. And we were prepping our house to have a celebration of life party for him. And so I noticed this thing that some might call an orb. And I posted it on Facebook just saying, hey, my doorbell camera caught this weird thing. And one of our mutual friends hit me up on IM and said, that's our friend.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you think it is your friend? (laughs)
3: I I don't know. I have this theory that ghosts can't be caught on camera, so I don't know if it's him. Well, what's your theory? Now I I have to know. (laughs) The the theory is that, so I, I used to watch all the, and then still occasionally do watch a lot of the ghost hunting shows. Um, watched uh, Ghost Hunters on sci-fi with the plumber guys and watched a lot of um, ghost adventures. And I was never convinced by any of the footage they captured of what they claimed were ghosts. Mm -hmm. I started wondering, like, they spend all this time in these places with all this equipment, and they've never captured anything that convinces me that they've caught a ghost on camera and so my thought was that I think people may see ghosts. Um, I guess one of the theories is that ghosts are energy and so maybe this energy is affecting people's brainwaves or something so that's why they're able to see something but it's not able to be captured by any other sort of tools or equipment.
0: Can we share that video on Facebook? Oh certainly and it was interesting that the
3: first time I noticed anything like that on the camera, the camera picked it up was just a few days before this party we we're going to have for my friend so some may think it may be the person who died in the home some think it maybe my friend coming to visit the house to make sure that things were in order for the party and my uncle even said maybe it was my grandfather coming to check on the garage that I've been building and been using some tools from him. Oh, um, that
4: would yeah, be really
0: sweet that if is it sweet. was your granddad. Yeah. One of these days we need to do like just a special episode when we have like when yes. we don't mind smearing our makeup and right. crying through the whole thing because you always hear these stories about special things happening after someone passes away mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah we could do like geez I don't know a whole year on stuff like that but thank you so much for sharing your story Justin. Certainly. I think that we've probably gotten more stories like that about right after someone passes away, something happening. Right. And uh, I feel like at some point we're just going to have to do a whole episode around that. because we get
4: so many of those. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, I love the sweet ones for Mm -hmm. sure, but I want the scary
0: ones. I like the scary ones. I want
4: like, I want scratches on people. Yeah. Stuff like that.
0: And it's funny (laughs) because the longer we do this, the harder it is to scare me. Are you having that? Oh yeah,
4: totally. Yeah, because we've heard some really chilling stuff. And like, I'm hard to scare anyway. Yeah. Because I love horror movies and all that kind of stuff so yeah i I am the longer we do this the the less scared i am okay i think (laughs) that's our
0: problem that's our problem (laughs) that's
4: not the storyteller's problem (laughs) Uh, but i can't wait
0: to hear what you think about this next one so we're always telling everybody to send the voice memo messages and we got one from carrie in hawaii and i can't wait to hear what you say about this so here's carrie
5: so this story is a story that my dad used to tell me when We were little, and we were sitting around a campfire. Now, the validity of this story is important because his dad died when he was super young, and they were raised in, like, a really, really religious family, like, strong, harder family who can be no wrong and stuff like that. So... He was always watched by this young babysitter and one day she didn't show up to come get him or something and so his dad and him went over to her house. They knocked on the door. She didn't answer. The dad noticed that the door was unlocked. So when he went to open the door, my dad being like five-ish ran to the toy closet where all of the toys were that he used to play with. In there was a doll and that doll was standing up, you know, like they used to do because dolls are super freaking creepy and its eyes were closed and then it opened and it like took a step out of the closet. My dad being five, like turned (laughs) around and hightailed it and the thing was like walking after him and it was like, Roy, Roy, which is my dad's name. And my grandpa apparently saw this picked it up and hightailed it. Later, they... Okay, they come to find out that she, I guess, was, like, practicing demonic possession. So perhaps the doll was possessed demonically is what they're getting at. It was pretty creepy. And my dad still to this day, my mom collects antiques, and he refuses to let her have, like, dolls in her house at all. Ah, (laughs) you think? (laughs) You think?
0: Wait, okay. Roy. Roy. When I was little... (laughs) We used to go visit my grandma in Arkansas. My mom and my Aunt Betty had these life size dolls. No, that is life just wrong. Life size dolls. And I think that they would walk. I, I'm uh, Maybe I'm remembering that wrong, but my sister and my cousins would always pull those nasty things out of the, the no. attic. Just to terrify. <laughs> you. Yes. And it was always like at first they were trying to scare the littler kids, but then they would scare themselves. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that's what she had, if she had one of those giant life-size dolls, and that's what came out of the closet. Right.
4: But it was talking. It was
0: talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that story. And the whole demonic possession I thing. I know. Oh, my gosh. Dude. That's... Oh, my gosh. But see, okay, look. That's another example of one of our voice memo stories. I know.
4: That is amazing and awesome. And now I've got to go find some awesome doll stories to go with it. Will you do that? Will I you am, do the research I am. going to do on the this? research on that. And of course, I'm not going to go with just straight up Annabelle. Everybody knows Annabelle because of no, the movie. I'm no. going to get something
0: like super duper. I want other real haunted doll stories. Me too. Because that's awful. I know. That's some nasty mm. stuff. So, okay, give the email address. Oh,
4: hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please email us your stories, voice memos, or yeah. we'll call you, you know? Okay, so we'll <laughs> deal
0: with that next time. We'll talk Definitely. more about the haunted doll stories. um We've got a really cool story from a guy named Nate who heard this kind of alien sound. Ooh. And so we're going to talk to him, but I've done some follow-up research on this story, and I have found some crazy stuff. So I know we're not like a UFO podcast, but I'm like, this is a creepy story we need to talk about. Well, it.
4: and this is one of our buddies from uh, He's on Another Podcast podcaster yes this is um what is this podcast called big fat geek podcast i hope that's it because i'm not, almost positive i'm gonna is. feel
0: like a real jerk for calling him, I, a, we big have fat give geek. him a shout out yeah so that's like, nate so yeah. he's gonna be on the next podcast plus we have legendary journalist one of my favorite people gloria compost coming on to uh, share a ghost story and a really really good for one for those who
4: listen who are not from dfw she is like an icon a news icon here yes. in the metroplex
0: legendary newswoman so yes. she's gonna be on with us well that's how you know it's legit that's <laughs> a She's legit. It's the real thing. Yes. So this <laughs> coming up on the next Haunted AF.
4: All right, guys. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your favorite platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Did you like the way I said Twitter? Twitter?
0: Twitter? <laughs> Thanks to our board ops, Ziggy Becker, and to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song, and also to On Air Media for their titles and technical support.
4: And, of course, we got to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you, baby.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Ah! Rebecca.